Hello, welcome back to the Fully Living Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, yep. um, Rex, uh, and we got, this is like the first, uh, this is like a post-AIDS podcast, so we're going to say it all down, or AIDS more product to everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we had a, I had a, did you guys, did you guys celebrate AIDS? It, not yet. Oh, wait, he did. He, he did. Yeah, he brought me food too. Uh, so, so, we, uh, <laughs> so we got some some guests um, this week. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, my name is Nabil Mensa, and I'm the founder of Taste Lake uh, Corporation. We're bringing an app to the market in a, a month, a couple of weeks for the web app, and a, a couple of months for the mobile app. Yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Taif. I'm the software engineering intern at Taste Lake. I'm helping to bring this app to market with um, the tech lead, uh, Harry, and I'm super excited to be working here, and there's a lot of great stuff um, soon to be told about in the podcast. And we have our, our usual uh, characters, oh. uh, uh, Kobe. Yeah, the one and only. <laughs> and a long time. Uh, Nobody has seen him for a very long time, but um, hi- highly demanded, highly requested, um, Brother um. Q. What happened was uh, he went missing <laughs> sometime in March, and uh, alhamdulillah, Ramadan found you. So, uh, I'm back. Well, yeah, we're back this week. Um, we so our 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 guests here have a, like a new business, and we we work out of out of the same space. And uh, Nabil came up to to me and was like, "Yo, um, I see you guys every week doing your podcast." So I was like, oh, you know, I have this really, really cool idea that, that I think people want to hear about. So yeah. and, and he told me told me a bit about it, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to ask him um, some more questions. So yeah. uh, I'll start off with the first question. Um, where, so where are you guys from, and, mm-hmm. and, and how did you guys – or okay, where are you guys from? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to say uh, thanks, Rex, for bringing us to the show. I, yeah, you know, I'm looking really- for – this is a really – cool guy Rex and uh, the show is really cool dope so thank you shout out to Fully Living <laughs> alright um, so yeah uh, I'm from Ghana originally uh, that's where I was born and I've been living in uh, Toronto for about 7 years before I was in Hamilton go to school at McMaster and um, yeah so Ghana Hamilton Toronto uh, first of all I'd like to thank Rex for having me on the show shout out to Fully Living Podcast um, I've Born and raised in Toronto, so whenever people ask me where I'm from, I usually say Toronto, and they usually give me another question saying, "But where are you really from?" Yeah. So, so then I, I get back to them saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, my parents are from Bangladesh, so yeah, I'm, I'll say I'm Bengali too." <laughs> in that way, so yeah, born and raised in Toronto, did all my school here. Uh, just last year, uh, in September, I started at the University of Waterloo. So I'm just done my first year in electrical and computer engineering. And yeah, I've been back in Bangladesh a few times, but not enough to say I'm, I'm really that fluent yet. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's great living in Toronto and I'm really having a lot of fun in Waterloo too. Uh, so, so you, you said the name of your um, company was was Taste Lake. Yeah, t- Taste Lake. Um, Taste Lake. So T A S T T L I G. Taste Lake. Taste. Okay. Yeah. And how? So how did how did you end up from? You said McMaster University yeah. to to doing uh, Taste Taste Lake. Taste Lake. Um. So. In Hamilton, I obviously after school, I I was in school for computer science and economics. And I really did like economics um, for many reasons because I I got introduced to it when I was in high school. 
And when I came here um, to finish my high school, I did some of that and I went to university. And so I was really aware of economic conditions in the world. And I knew that um, in economics, the, the main pr uh, pr uh, principle is money or resources are limited. So you either spend it with A or you spend it with B. And so why are countries in Africa or developing countries don't have a lot of money because money is not being spent there? So that's a thing that I've been thinking about for a very, very long time. And as I, when I graduated, I, I took a job in finance um, and I started working for uh, banks and I knew how they, they give money away or allocated capital. And it was based on how people demonstrated value and how people were able to convince them that this is like a good, a good project or a good country, you should invest in it. And when I worked for the bank, I always kept saying to them, why are you guys not investing in like emerging markets like, you know, Africa or some of these other places that are really, really cool from my personal experience. But they always said things like, well, we don't understand it. Uh, we don't have enough data. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just something that we don't, we're not familiar with. It's, you know, too many risk levels, and it always kind of bothered me a little bit because I knew that there was a lot of good things there. Um, so after a while of pushing, I, I said, well, maybe I should be the change I want to see in the world, and so I left um, the, the the banks and I started this company called Taste Lake. Um, it's really an entry level into cultural experiences. Um, by giving people an introduction to food. Um, so I, fi I figured, okay, how, how about, if you want, if you want to um, convince the whole world that, you know, developing countries are amazing, you know, African countries are great, uh, emerging countries like Southeast Asian countries are amazing, how will people be convinced? Well, the easiest way is to give them food, right? And then once, once the food is good, they'll be like, what else is good about those countries? And it, eventually you can easily uh, bring them to understanding that there's really good in the world. Um, so that's the company. The name of the company is called Taste Lake, which means taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, it just means that taste and see that God, like God is who is God, made the whole world to be good. Um, and it, it kind of became an acronym that people liked, so I kept it. Um, and yeah, so it's been going really well. And yeah, that's really how I moved from um, learning about economics, learning about finance and starting a food company. Um, ultimately, I want people to really invest in emerging markets. Oh, that's very cool, man. Yeah. I know one thing that, that really stuck out was that um, people just kind of like food right now when you think of of of, of in quote-unquote indian food it's just like what do you what do you guys think yeah i think uh butter chicken <laughs> butter chicken curry yeah, butter chicken and none and that, that, and, that, that and then and you, like realistically there's like there's so much more than just i guess uh, you know you i guess you could speak more on it but there's more than just indian yeah. food there's pakistani food there's, yeah. and then again chinese and um if you guys know, um, do you guys know who Dave Chang is? No. So Dave Dave Chang um, started uh, Momofuku. Oh. So, like, so so he has a really cool podcast, and one of the one of he has this kind. Of, he was having like this like series of 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 episodes where he was he was trying to um, bring together like food and art, and you guys are doing food and culture, yeah. but he was trying to tie in how 
um, the preparation of food and and how food is 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 is, is presented and and maybe that overall experience can be can can also correlate with art so people eating and also they're, they're making like a restaurant in New York mm. that's also gonna be like an art exhibit which which is really cool so I, so I guess it's kind of like what you what you guys are doing too but yeah. it, like maybe introducing them to the culture and, uh, and have you have you guys worked with um, like any any restaurants so far or are you planning to work on with, with any restaurants or? yeah yeah exactly so we want to connect food and culture and eventually food and finance that's the end goal <laughs> um, yeah we have worked with a few restaurants so we started with a restaurant called Kitsa uh, which is a pan-african restaurant on Queen and Parliament and then we went into a restaurant called Budo Fight, which is on the Danforth and Donlands. They do Filipino res- uh, sorry, Filipino restaurant, Filipino food. And then we went into um, catering. So we did about 40 caterers um, with TCLD, which is Toronto Community for Learning and Development. Um, and these caterers um, were from all over the world. Um, so they were from like 30 countries in total. So we did something called a multinational food festival, and then we had all of them bring their food and they give samples for people to taste. So that is kind of how we knew that it, we could go global. So that's, yeah. I think it's, it's actually like interesting that you have Toronto as like your main spot because yeah. there's so many different cultures in Toronto. So yeah. it makes sense like people being exposed to different cultures. Like I think if you probably did it in a city where they didn't have as many cultures, it'd be kind of awkward yeah, for people. Yeah. But, but like, I don't know. Even saying Donlands and the Filipino place, like I know that place. I've never ate there. Oh right. But I, like I've seen that place before. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, that's it's interesting if I can connect. Because sometimes yeah, like food is just we think about it as just a quick process, yeah. but culture is very like very heavy, you know. Yeah. And it's hard to get a gateway sometimes into a culture. Yeah. And if you yeah like that's that's a very interesting concept. Yeah. That's interesting. If you d- drive by that place, you see our company logo on their wo- on their window called Taste Lake. They never took it off because the restaurant w- they were as surprised and as intrigued as we were surprised and intrigued yeah. because they didn't know they could connect food and culture, and we kind of sh- showed them that they could, and they just left our poster on the wall. Yeah. So yeah. And and sometimes when you go to a restaurant, like that overall experience, like suit, like why do people go to Copacabana to eat? Yeah. Because there's like people just dancing right in front of you. It's, it's super <laughs> yeah. crazy, you know. And yeah. That's add, that's not not adding to the. It's take. It's like not taking away from the food, but it's like an added experience yes. to it. So if someone can spend their whole night there and be yeah. like, "Yo, this is an amazing experience." So if you could, if you guys could kind of do that with yeah. all these other restaurants, yeah. I think, and maybe like kind of educating people at the same time, because. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know, I don't know anything about <laughs> Filipino culture. I'll be honest. Yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. I guess it's a, it's kind of a learning process for yeah. you guys too, right? It was, it was. And one thing we said to, with uh, to the Filipino owners, her name is shout out to Sarah and Steve, the the, the owners over there. Um, we said to them, we just want some elements of your culture that is intriguing. So they gave us like three paragraphs of what Filipino culture is, why the food is the way it is and who it says and from which region the food came from so to us looking at that information was like eye-opening for us and it got me really excited about even doing the the event there and then as i ate the food i was thinking about all the pictures they had shown uh, shown us and they've shared with us about where the food was and you know the rice farmers that did the food and the whole thing it was like so enjoyable just eating the food knowing about the culture too so yeah Super cool. So I have I have another question. Um, so there's certain cultures 
they 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 have like a lot of so Italian as an example. Do you think that maybe that too much information about a, about a culture can can get it like uh like watered down in a way? So like like how how some people like bite so into like that China that Chinese culture that, yeah. to the point where they're like disrespecting the Chinese <laughs> yeah. culture. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or do you think that? Just that that knowledge and experience is, is, is good enough for for um, for some of those restaurants. Uh, definitely, some restaurants are over marketed, and it's too too much of a good thing, and it becomes a bad thing. So, in our research, we find that twenty percent um, of all Torontonians eat from um, no eighty percent of Torontonians eat from twenty percent of the cuisines in Toronto. So there's a huge mismatch. Um, so you talked about Italian, Chinese, Indian. Um, most of the time, these are um, immigrant communities that moved to Toronto, and they have a strong base of people that support their cuisine. Mm-hmm. And so Indians just get a huge Indian community supporting them. Chinese do the same thing. Italians do the same thing. Um, and then because they are you know, obviously, they have a their skin color is European. They get a lot of the Europeans also doing helping them out. So it's it's like that. If you have a strong community that supports your cuisine, then you get marketed and you get a lot of opportunities. So to to answer your question, we, we actually do have a client right now called Shout Out to Salto. Uh, Salto is an Italian uh, restaurant um, that we, we that is part of our company. Um, it's on da- Davenport and and. Um, Ossington, um, and they reach out to us because they also want to market in. And so, although it, Italy as a as a country and their cuisine is ubiquitous, everybody knows them. They had a story to tell that's very unique to their restaurant and to the founding uh, fathers of the restaurant. It's a father and son, so Chris and Salvatore. Um, they wanted to tell their story and to say why they were different from the Italian restaurant next door. And so they hired us to tell that story um, and um, have it as a cultural theme as well. So although some cultures are still um, well exposed, there's still um, stories that that haven't been told yet. And they still need companies like us to tell those stories, um, and that's why uh, we think that no, there's no culture that ha- still has all their stories told. There's still many, many stories that need to be told, and culture is still very important. Even Canadian culture, or American culture, or native, uh, native American culture, they still have stories that haven't been told. And the easiest way to access those stories is through their food. Um, I had another question. So. Um your, the whole goal of the company is to connect um, food and culture. Yeah. So how like how are you guys actually going to be doing that through the mobile app and the web application? Is it going to be something like an app where you can um, read upon the story of a restaurant and then like order? Or like like how are you guys going to do it? Yeah. So I'll I'll start talking about this from the company perspective, and I'll get tired to talk about it from a technical point of view as well. So we are building a product that we are launching in about eight days now and it's a it's a a food application called kodidi k-o-d-e-d-e and it is it means go eat in in ghana ghana language which is where i was born so i wanted to name the first product after a language that i understand so it's called kodidi and kodidi is a food discovery app and so it allows people to discover food from all over the around uh, around the world close to them so when you go on kodidi you can look at 
any country at all and find the food of that country that is close to you. So I can go to say Afghanistan on Kudidi and then I can look at all the Afghanistan restaurants around me based on geolocation. And I can also look at all the chefs and caterers that make Afghanistan food around me. And then it will give me directions to get there. So just a quick map to say, this is how you get there. And then it gives me some of their food options, just a select menu that I can try out. We are working with the, our partners, the restaurants, to give us discounts, so incentivizing the members to actually go and visit them. Um, so they're giving anywhere from free samples to 15%, 20% of the food. So we get people to learn about the, the, the places, learn about the culture, l know where exactly where they are, and also get incentives to go there. And that's all on the product that we're going to launch in, ten, in eight days. That's, that's that's pretty cool because if you actually think about it like i don't think i've had like nigerian food before at a restaurant <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. I there's a lot of like i don't want to say because nigeria is a very big country yeah even ghana too but i mean yeah. like there's certain countries that like indian food is very prevalent in the city yeah chinese food very prevalent italian food very prevalent but there's a lot of countries here that we don't have like a specific restaurant to go to you mm -hmm. know and then being able to identify that on an app that's 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 going to be cool and yeah uh, like I don't know. I, I never thought I needed this, but I, I feel like I did. Like, it's one of those things, right? It wasn't something I ever really thought about, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like now it puts it in perspective. Like there's so many, you drive down streets and Indian, Indian, Chinese. Yeah. You go into uh, um, food courts. Yeah. It's like three Chinese restaurants, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, it's very hard like yeah. to find uh a very like niche or very small country yeah. and see their food represented yeah. it's, it's hard to and then yeah. like you said if you if incentivize it it gets yeah. people to say like i can try that out now yeah. you know exactly yeah that's oh, i'm looking forward to that. i got eight, yeah. days? eight days eight, eight, eight days, days. <laughs> eight days coming up juicy <laughs> we're 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 all we're somali and you're from shout out from the mainland of Djibouti, which is the same people. We're just, we're just, we just. Is it, is it, is there a difference between Djibouti and Somali food? We just have a lot of different words. That's really look the same, talk the same, same tribe, same everything. We just have different pronunciation. Yeah. So, so we're we're there's a lot of Somali restaurants. I don't know if you guys have had some. So yeah, Somali food. Yeah. Well, I haven't gone to a Somali restaurant, so that would be something that I definitely want to go check. Yeah. So every time, every time I take my friends that aren't Somali to a Somali restaurant, yeah. they're like, "Yo, what the hell? This, food, this food's amazing! I didn't know." <laughs> yeah, and right. they always, they always want to go back. So yeah, I guess that's like that's something that you get instead yeah. of us just being the people to take or you being some like you could take me to a Ghanaian exactly. restaurant and I'll be like, "Yo, I never had the food before." Exactly. So I guess that's kind of it's like a maybe a referral kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, you know, it, it's a nice it's a nice little pocket that you guys found. Yeah, that, that nobody really thought of. Um, well, so. it's. I was looking for Ghana food myself mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it and that that's how it started like I was like okay I need to find Ghana food and then that's how I, the discovery came it's like many many cultures are here that nobody can nobody find knows, yeah. so that's how the food and then it went from there but so I have, I have another question <laughs> so the, the, the culture and the experience is, is yeah. very important yeah. but the food also matters oh of course so would you guys have a like a system of rating yo this is this is this food and this is the rating it got for 
it's like the whole the overall experience or is it like hey this is the food you found but you guess you have to go to find out if it's good or not or like how, how does that work well the food is number one and we have our own taste rating mm-hmm. which is called t-a-s-t-e taste well so t is the taste of the food itself has to be key a is how authentic it is S is the service that you get when you eat the food. T is transit or how easy accessible transit is it to get there. And the E is the whole experience. And they have to really score on all those before, you know, to get rating on the, to sh- for us to show them on the algorithm um, on, 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 the, on the platform. So the rating will be the default of how people see it. But I'll get tired to talk since he's been quiet and talk about how that works <laughs> um, because he's building a lot of the back end for the product as well. Right, yeah. So um, we're kind of in the works of building a rating system, trying to implement not just a five score system because people will look at foods in very different perspectives, but we want to have an overall view of every single thing that contributes to the experience of the food and learning about the culture. Um, so right now, I, I'm starting to build that rating system into the food, and we're kind of thinking um, what we want to do is feature those restaurants that really stand out, the restaurants that really shine and really put work into making the food good and the experience at that restaurant good. Um, because we don't want people who just want to sell food but rather people who want to share their culture and share their experience through the food so really um what the algorithm is is meant to do is have a rotation of some restaurants that in in recent in recent times they're getting good ratings if restaurants are consistently getting good ratings and if restaurants are really getting like all five stars on on the taste score um with a lot of different groups of people as well so a lot of that kind of thought has to go in when we're building this algorithm, but hopefully um, the intention is to just really shine a light on the restaurants that really want to make an impact. So is it going to be like uh, like only from your company reviewing it, or will it be like a customer, say I go to a, a Nigerian restaurant and it's a first time review, I've never had Nigerian food and I'm reviewing it, it, will, it will that be included in the app or is it just uh, separate from customer reviews? and? the uh, restaurant reviews or from your company, their reviews? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, right now, we, we have been discussing about doing both. Um, I think to start off, we will mostly be doing company reviews, really going into the restaurant and validating ourselves. In that way, our company kind of is like a validator yeah. for these cultural experiences. Um, because we've seen things like reviews on Yelp or or like uh, Google Maps and stuff, people like get a bad waiter and they're like, the restaurant <laughs> <suck>. there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, So we want to be that name that people look out for when they're like, I've never tried this food, but I really want to know how it's like. They can check out Kodidi and we can really tell them for sure because we don't really have that bias that other people do when they walk into the restaurant for the first time. We know these restaurants, we know these guys, and we know what they really want to offer. So in that way, it, yeah, it makes it, it makes oh, it more consistent. Kind of like a, how IMDb is for movies? Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, you that, set that the bar. And then, yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes Definitely sense. Definitely in the future, we might, we might want to open it up to some customers. Yeah. Consumers. But it makes sense, yeah. It's like, at first, you get validated your own, so nobody can question the standards of, like, you guys kept it one way with every company. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, a friend here brought up an interesting point about... Uh, <laughs> 
Do you, you guys know who Anthony Bourdain is, right? Yeah. Um, so his his show is very popular. He, he, I think it was his birthday today or something. Or no, not oh. today. Or he died today. One, 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 <laughs> you said that way too casually. You said that way too casually. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but he, his show is very popular. Yeah. It's called Parts Unknown. And, and he, I guess he, what he tries to do is, um, so he'll go to different cities. And I think he, like he's 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 like a pretty he was a pretty world renowned chef. So he would go to the cities, go to his favorite restaurants, but also like do things that the city offers. I think he went to Tokyo and he went to like some crazy parade thing, and he had and then he had food after. And, and there's it's, it was people explaining how that experience and cha- experience changes. So um, my question to you is is are you, are you guys gonna try to incorporate that as well, or just kind of um just is just the food and only the food the experience so we, we are building something called host and you can speak about it too um so we are, it's called it's an experience that we are building right into the platform it's going to be released in september it won't be released for june 16th but it will be released for september and that is a way for people to monetize um their membership on the platform so a restaurant owner or a chef um, they are able to create experiences for other people um, right in their restaurant so they do a tour in the restaurant but we also open it for any member so assuming that um my friend <laughs> Elias, <laughs> I'm sorry, Elias, a good man, Elias. Um, assuming that Elias is a member on the platform, but Elias is like super passionate about, say, Somalian uh, culture and Somalian food. And Elias is like, man, I, I see an opportunity where I can take a bunch of people on a Somalian tour and just show them like the six best Somalian food uh, or restaurants in Toronto. And we said, okay, Elias, um, you can create this experience for us. And then he becomes a host on our platform. So Elias can be like the Anthony Bourdain of, of Kodidi, <laughs> <laughs> where, he, where he has, you know, people on there. He creates, he easily creates um, an experience on there. He, he publishes the experience. People sign up for his experience. And then he has a date and a time. And then he just says, my experience is take people to six, uh, give them the Ethiopian, I'm uh, sorry, the Somalian experience. And I'm going to take them to six Ethiop- uh, Somalian restaurants and they're going to taste food from all those restaurants. So now he gets to make money on the platform and the platform also gets more users. So that is what we are, we are building. Um, you want to speak about that a little? Like the tech stuff? Um, the test, the techno- technology on the, on the host experience. Okay, yeah. So essentially what we're setting up is kind of like an events platform, but really people can build their own events, which is really like a touring experience. Um, From a technological side, we're building events and even tickets into into these um, events and tickets into this platform. So it'll allow people to really, um, you know, get get tickets and also uh, join events, host events, invite their friends and really share experiences. And what this allows people to do is not just um, share the food, but also let like the common person like let's say you're super Enthusiastic about your culture and you just want to share with some people you can share with some people meet new friends You know meet people in your city and then even just teach them about your culture have a nice like Saturday You know touring yeah. around <laughs> and you're making money at the same time. So yeah, it's, it's a cool. win-win <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Um, and you, are you guys just starting with Toronto and hoping to expand or yeah? 
that that's okay. the goal. Chorno Tr- Chorno is the is the goal, is the is the mecca of multiculturalism, yeah. and so once once we, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tor- Toronto is the shout out to Toronto Raptors, yo. <laughs> um, t- yeah, Toronto is the mecca of multiculturalism. The whole world is here. Um, they've really they've be, been very intentional about celebrating cultures in Toronto that I haven't seen pretty much anywhere in the world. Um, I've traveled quite a bit. I think my next favorite place is Washington DC. They do the same, but but Toronto is definitely like legit for that. Um, so yeah, we're gonna launch here for sure, and then um, we're already making connections in Toronto. But I think the next the next place will be uh, Washington, the US, um, and maybe going to definitely Africa, like for sure. We're getting to Africa, <laughs> maybe Bangladesh. We'll see. <laughs> so um, this kind of maybe somewhat off topic but yeah. how long did it take for you like because this idea is a very like a very yeah very well thought out idea it's a very you know like a lot of thought into it so how long did it take from you like obviously you have a background in finance yeah. how long did it take you from having this idea to kind of bring it to somewhat of a fruition not developing it fully but then getting to the point where i'm working with somebody who's going to develop like you know yeah. getting getting the wheel uh the wheel rolling on the idea yeah the idea came to me around this time June last year and I, I just wrestled it in my head I was just thinking about like how uh, it's, it's gonna come out so I thought it was supposed to be like travel to Africa and showcase some kids there like how do we get money to these places you know <laughs> so like so then I did travel quite a bit and then like in September, I, I thought, okay, I was literally like sleeping at night and I, I had this, like I couldn't sleep and I had this idea to to start a meetup group. And so that's kind of how, when, once the meetup group started, then I said, okay, I can move from that. And that gave me my demand, because I knew the supply was there, I just didn't know the demand. And that gave me the demand. So when those two kind of clicked, um, then it took me three months of doing three events um, and they were all successful events to to validate the idea that it was actually a worthwhile idea. So I talked about the African one, the Filipino one, and then the chefs. So when those three were done, and those took three months to do, like month after month after month. So December was when I knew that it had to be a company. And then we are, what, in June now? Um, and Tayo joined a company like this last month. Yeah. yeah. Another thing that I was just thinking about while we're all talking, like there's instances where like we're all together and we're like trying to figure out what to eat. You know what I mean? Which is like, so, which is like everybody's problem. Me, I'm 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 very indecisive person, so if I would just probably just the app was out. If I had the app, just look, pick a country and just find a restaurant near me. So I feel like it's yeah, it's very useful and a very unique idea. Yeah. Happened just on you. Yeah, happens. <laughs> yeah. We're in a parking lot for how but, long? But then, I, like, the problem is people just kind of go back. Like, my rule is I, I'll just go to what I know, you know? Yeah. And I'll feel adventurous sometimes. Yeah. But for the most part, I'll just be like, you know, uh, if I don't know what I want to eat, I'm just yeah. going to go to the first thing that I usually go to. So if yeah. it's Subway that's right across the street, then yeah. I'll just go to Subway. Yeah. So how, so how are you going to kind of get people to go outside of their comfort zone yeah. to get these foods? Uh, for me, I think the only thing that could get me adventurous for food is the display. Like sometimes I see something, I'm like, I want to know how that tastes like because it looks so good, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, yeah. People eat with their eyes. That's what we find. Yeah. And so 
photographs are like key um, to taking the best food pictures but more than that is the design of the app like we are actually designing this as a discovery platform so anybody on the app knows that they need to find new food like it's not your uber eat or your fedora where you just go to what you know you know what um, you know say if i go if i if i like to buy food from say um you know give me an example like my favorite chinese restaurant right and i usually go there all the time as soon as i jump on uber eat i just find them and i go for them right mm -hmm. i'm not trying to discover somalian food or ethiopian i just i'm just hungry i want something that will come in half an hour so that i can eat it if you jump on Kodidi, you are not there to just order food for half an hour. You just to learn about a different culture and try their food. So the design of the app itself encourages you to try something else. And it's not like I'm, I'm ready to eat right now because if that's the case, then we definitely encourage you to go to Uber Eats <laughs> or, or, or Fedora because you can get quicker food and something you already know. But if you want to try something else, something you never tried before, something that is new um, around you and discover and find out, yeah, definitely then you jump on our platform. Yeah, yeah. and I think with a group of friends, like yeah. the thing is experiences are what define us a lot, you know? So yeah. like we have people that like, for example, Jurassic Park, people line up with their friends for yeah. days yeah. and like, it's experience, you know, it's not just the game, it's the people you're around. Yeah. So going to a restaurant, say like us four saying, we're gonna go to a restaurant today and that makes the experience. Yes. And if, and if an app is helping us, cause like you said, figuring out a place to eat is so hard sometimes. Yeah. But if we have an app or like, this is where we're gonna go today, yeah. we, we read the review, we know what we're gonna get into yeah. and we try it and then it gives us an outlook on what the culture somewhat is like. Yeah. It makes that experience more like, yo, we tried this type of food, we tried yeah. Nepalese food or we yeah. tried Bengali food or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so. And it's, it's like a good conversation starter yeah, too. Yeah, it's very interesting. I just want to share a quick story. My <laughs> name is Elias. I've been outed on the podcast. <laughs> so um, I went, so in talking about the experiences real quick, I was in Dubai and I went to a Russian restaurant inside a hotel. And in the Dubai? In Dubai. A Russian right? restaurant? A Russian restaurant in Dubai. What kind of awkwardness is this? And I ordered Indian food. Yeah. Oh, so three times removed, like two times removed, right? <laughs> That's ridiculous. But inside the restaurant, they had belly dancers, they had oh, performers, yeah. they had, I kid you not, the belly dancer, each table had their own belly dancer. That's oh, great. Right? Wow. They had a sick, they're on a cliff. <laughs> and I kid you not, it, the experience was crazy, and I ordered butter chicken. I tell you now, that was the worst butter chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the worst one. Yo. They put the butter inside the chicken. It was chicken breast, and then it's butter inside the chicken. And they called it butter chicken. Right? Oh, and if you look at, if you watch the show Anthony Bourdain, he goes to Tokyo, right? And yeah, he goes yeah. to the robot restaurant. The robot, yeah. And I kid you not, it's a restaurant. If Google it. Yeah. The restaurant is like... It's madness. There's lasers. There's performers. Yeah. There's there's like giant robot monsters. There's like it's people like, are just there for the experience. Yeah. The food is like it's like yeah, second to that. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But and just see, exactly what you're saying. The way you set up that story was terrible. You set up <laughs> such a high like belly dancing, and then the food was just terrible. It was, no, it was but just exactly right. But then it tells yeah, you though, it's like it's about the experience, yeah, right? Yeah. And people are trying to explore things. That's crazy but, though. But then again, you remembered how bad the food was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's a mouthful. You went to Dubai for a Russian restaurant yeah, and ordered Indian, Indian food, food. <laughs> with belly dancers. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, so that's a park, fam. That's, yeah. that's something else. 
That's, that's a good story though. I, um, yeah, I think it's the experience. People want to go someplace, so if you give them entertainment and food all in the same place, the people are in heaven you know, they love it. And they, they forget about this, the food and it's about the experience most of the time, they remember that. And my boy here is in augmented reality, so maybe we can collaborate and doing some, some uh, experiences online too, around yeah. food, right? So he never know, right? Yeah. I have one more story. So, <laughs> so I was in Alberta and I was walking by, so this is back to the experiences yeah. kind of thing, right? I was walking by a brewery right and it was out I was out on, I was on the outside you know I'm just saying just yeah. saying like but um I don't drink yeah. and I don't know I just saw one of the workers and I just asked him yo can I get a tour yeah and he said come in yeah. and I kid you not that tour was so nice yeah. and I'm not gonna lie the the, the beer kind of looked the beer kind of looked pretty succulent but it's the experience yeah. is like yeah it made like the whole thing Amazing, yeah. all right, yeah. but yeah, uh, shout out to experience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess this will probably be like the last question or second last question, but um, um, so so what I'm gonna ask is, do you guys hope to like add on to the experience that that the um, uh, that this restaurant offers? Are you guys gonna create it yourselves? Like, ultimately, what, what, what is your goal with Taste Leg? And, Kodidi and, and, and the host, all, all of these, these are like three different <laughs> components. Yeah. The host, that was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so do you guys plan on catering these experiences, curating these experiences, or, or um, just kind of offering it to the business as like a service or... What 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 are you what is your final so what is your final goal for for all for all of this all of the stuff that you're trying to do the final final, final goal final goal man yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes the final goal is to make these destinations really desirable destinations starting from the restaurant all the way to the countries so the final goal is to see a flock of people going to Somalia because they want it because they've seen it on taste leg and they just they're like they can't wait to go to Somalia because we present Somalia in the best possible light so all this negativity around it like we kind of shed all that light away and then we're saying look yes there, there's good and bad in everything but let's show you the good part let's make it so desirable that you want to pick up your bags and go there tomorrow to start, we are starting with restaurants. So we want to make the Somalian restaurant the best restaurant that anybody wants to go yeah. to. They're like, yo, that restaurant, I want to go eat there because the food is good, but the experience is incredible. Um, and so that's how we are starting. So uh, we're going to definitely partner with the restaurant owners and we're going to ask them what kind of experience they want to create because they know their culture more than us. So we cannot tell them to do anything that you know we don't like we don't understand their culture obviously so we're gonna ask them hey what is it a thing that you want to showcase what is the thing that is good that you think people have missed and can we can can we partner with you and make that happen so we give you technology we give you some financial support we give you some marketing um, and then you know let's make it happen and then we will tell We'll tell, we'll promote it everywhere on our platform. Obviously, we'll promote it also on Taste Leg, um, which is the the parent company, and then with our following that we've already built up, and the ones that we're going to be getting from the app, we're going to just point that light to the Somalian restaurant and eventually to, to Somalia the country, and to say, look, these two places are really, really good. People should check them out. Yeah. It's, a, cool. it's a good like uh, transportation from point to other, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, the only the only way into a culture nowadays, especially where we are so removed, is food. Yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Did you have uh, one? Yeah. yeah but if yeah. if somebody asks, I'm gonna ask you guys. If somebody asks you guys, where your say your parents are from uh, Somalia, um, if I ask you, is, is Somalia good or bad? What would you say? Uh, absolutely, I'm gonna say Somalia is the best place in the world. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. You know, it's just yeah. But yeah, like you said, there's good and bad everywhere. Yeah. And we tend to be in a part of the world that highlights the bad more than the good. Yeah. And you know, it's something that we have to overcome. And you yeah. guys are doing it through restaurants and through culture. Exactly. And that is. And I, I guess we're trying to do it through podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because a bunch of some people might know like what what we're doing. You know, yeah. that's ultimately the goal of, of what we we just wanted people to to know that we're we're a bunch of young black Somali guys from yeah. Toronto just talking. Just that, yeah, just thing, normal you know guys, I mean? good guys that just want to experience life without having without and just try to maybe change shift someone's perspective on how they view something so that was the ultimate goal for us yeah so you know it seems like you guys have the the right intentions everybody has their own avenue to do it yeah Yeah. you guys have your platform with with food yeah Rex has his fully living podcast that's doing amazing so it's it's giving people a taste to say that it's not all so bad with young black people in Toronto we can do something good right and so this is a a bit of a taste to it for the rest of the world so yeah and that's exactly what we're trying to do it's hard to do it's very hard it's not easy yeah once you get it like I think it changes a lot of people's perspective people will always say like my um like my neighbor was this uh, race and that's yeah. what made me think about them or i had a co-worker that was this race and yeah. like that's their first experience and you yeah. know and then it gets to maybe food or it gets to going over to their house and yeah but there's always a way to get them in you yeah. know so fundamentally we are we believe people are good that's yeah. what we believe yeah. Yeah. yeah and we just want to showcase it yeah for yeah. sure so Thank you guys yeah. for uh, for 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 coming on the on the podcast and talking about your your experiences and your and your uh, you know hopefully what's up for you guys. <laughs> Thank you. And, hopefully and you see all of us on host. You. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying some money, man. Yeah. <laughs> trying uh, trying to yeah. rich your food or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, for real, bro. When, when when did you say the the thing is is launching? The launch is June sixteenth, uh, uh, so next Sunday we're gonna be launching on. On Facebook for sure, we're gonna launch the application there. We also have. Uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to. We have a, a radio uh, a spot on Radio Regent, uh, which is uh, called T Dot Taste, and it's every Sunday um, from eight to nine. So we're also gonna be uh, launching on that platform, and we, we also do a small event to kind of launch it as well. So, but the application is gonna be open for membership um, on June the sixteenth. And for anything, it's just going to be very. We're going to it's, it, we're going to test it and then see how it grows. So it's not going to be open to the public until September, but we're just going to open it to uh, members only. So very curious uh, space where we are selecting the members that we want to be on, and then in September we open it up to everybody. Um, so we will say it's a beta or pre pre launch or pre release next month, uh, next week, and then full release in September. Okay, so yep. you guys heard it June June sixteenth of September. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good luck to you guys, and then thanks again for yeah. for coming on. Thank you guys. Thank really you. Appreciate You're welcome. It. All right, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Hey, right, see you guys. Thank later. you so much for having us. It was a it was a blast. Uh, really appreciate this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks again. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, to get to know you guys. And yeah. Good luck. All the best. Yeah, Thank thanks. you.